Welcome to From the Spot, the only podcast to re- to reject a 10-year deal from Todd Bowley. from the spot the first podcast we're gonna say where the fuck is financial fair play when it comes to chosen right i think uh we're all getting fucked as football fans with chelsea being able to do what they want but we'll talk about that a little later um if this is your first time joining us i am david and over there is my co-host I'm uh I'm throwing up gang signs and I'm Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because we always rep that FTS. And very... make sure you show us some love on the socials, follow that link tree and share us. Uh definitely gonna try to be recording a little more, posting a little more. It's been a little crazy in our personal lives lately, uh, just to say the least. But Eddie, the fans aren't here for the drama, they're here to talk footy. And how about we start in arguably one of the most controversial leagues in history, Serie A and Juventus. Uh, oh, Juventus coming off a 15-point deduction, putting <clears throat> the mid-table in Serie A. Um, all of this due to an investigation uh, into their finances because during COVID, one of the big things that Juventus announced and you know, we're pretty proud of promoting was they stated that they got most of the the squad to take a pay cut during COVID and just forgive it. Um, some players, though, have allegedly uh, been told that the wages would not be reduced. So they got their full wages. All they had to do was sign that form saying that they would just agree to it, at least agree, agree to the idea, and Juve could make it look on paper that they're saving money. Uh, to go along with that alleged foul play, there's also some rumors that some players weren't even turned on to that deal. Uh, they were kept in the dark about it, uh, looking at you, Cristiano Ronaldo. And their lawyers are currently looking, keeping an eye at all the information being released for possible legal action since they took the pay cut and other players obviously weren't taking the pay cut. Uh, Eddie, before I let you uh, take over with with your thoughts, uh, this whole investigation, the whole alleged uh, tinder to get this fire going, is a leak from the the leak who ended up moving to Bayern Munich in the off season. Um, Eddie, what are your thoughts? The snitch. Um, no, um, <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just kidding, bro. Like it, it's honestly, it's wild to me, bro. Like, <clears throat> like okay. At, at least in my head, I know it is. Like 2006 wasn't that long ago. Even though we're coming up on like twenty years, so you did some shady shit twenty years ago, and like eighteen years later, like you're like, we're catching you again, bro. Like it, 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 it doesn't make sense. Like 
<clears throat> um, honestly, bro, honestly, and Juve fans can hate me all they want, 15 points is not severe enough because they're not in, like, they're not in in real danger of being relegated. They're just in danger of missing the Champions League, which they need Champions League money financially, yes, but think about it like this. Like, let's say Juve bounce back financially and just be like, Oh, well, we could do it again. It's just going to cost us <laughs> points. Like, yeah. now we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eddie, you know? uh, let's let's take it back to um, kind of recently somewhat. Um, a recent quote from the sports minister of Italy saying, Juventus isn't even the only team kind of being, being investigated, and they're just the tip of the iceberg. Um, is this just... Is corruption just rooted in Italian footy? It, it it does seem like it, bro. But David, and I'm 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 sorry to put you on the spot, but this is from the spot, so I'm I'm gonna try it. Correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> but was it? Hadn't Juve already kind of beat these allegations, and then like because of delict, like the case got reopened and shit, and then all. All this happened, right? If, if I'm correct, I believe I don't think it was exactly that it was shut because you know they they found no foul play. I think they began investigating and couldn't find the a smoking gun. Um, Got it. They knew something was up, and the lift pretty much confirmed it for them. Which you know, depending on where you stand. You know, you're either going to look at the Ligt as, you know, somebody who did something good. You know, they manipulated the system. They cheated, basically, to um, ensure success and expected to just get away with it. Um, Eddie, like you mentioned, they have a history of it. So I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt, to be honest. Um, I don't, I don't want to give them any leeway in this bitch. They literally couldn't fucking afford the benefit of the doubt, even if they wanted it. So, and uh, David, um, real quick, uh, um, how just how bad would you have punished them? That's that's what I want to know because in my mind, fifteen points isn't enough. Well, there's still more to come, Eddie. That's just the uh, uh, 15 points is just based on strictly the what they can prove it affected sporting wise, right? Like all these players were playing under basic, basically false contracts. Um, they were being paid extra money under the table, uh, and this includes some ex Juve players, Eddie. So players such as Divala, who moved on to Roma. Uh, he could be affected by this once the full investigation is complete. There's been rumors from, you know, many different sources saying that there's a potential 30-day ban for some players. Uh, I'm not sure if 30-day or 30-game. But even if they move on to other teams, you know, it'll be uh, league-wide. So, like, say... If I like, if I'm Quadrado, right, and I get a move to Chelsea because Chelsea's buying everybody, like, I'm, I can still be banned, right? Right. At least and, that's the the legal stance they want to take and pursue. 
And you know what else is crazy, David? Like, this could affect Tottenham because it isn't Tottenham's sporting director, uh, the former sporting director at Juve? Uh, he is. I thought I saw a rumor um, that he left the post. I'm going to try to confirm this. <clears throat> Because it's um, Fabio Paratici. That's... And, and then, in, like, wasn't he the one who brought in Conte to Juve and then would have, in essence, helped bring him over to Tottenham? No, well, I guess he's not banned. Um, he's still acting as the, um, the sporting director of... Spurs. Uh, oh, actually, I take. I guess I stand corrected. Um, so he is, but it it only. I guess it only affects Italian football. He has a thirty month ban. Um, but here's the caveat of this, Eddie. Where, you know, where I kind of was, I was thinking of this, but I couldn't quite remember if it's something that's possible is um, under the certain FIFA regulations, uh, a national association can apply to extend a ban outside of its own country. Um, It can only be done if it's a serious offense, what he's being accused of. I think it's fair to say it's serious, Seti. Absolutely. You know, so it's Article 66 of the Disciplinary Code. And it's, although it's not a guarantee, um, it's possible. It's a possibility. So now the question is, David, is, because Infantino's Italian, correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. Is he a Juve supporter? <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's the that's the big question. Oh, so he's an Italian citizen, but he's actually Swiss. Oh, okay. Okay. So, either way, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just say fucking Fantino. Uh, Follow up question. The real question is: Is does Infantino feel like a UA fan? <laughs> ah. And that, Eddie, I think he should uh, more because he's on the losing side of everything. But I don't think uh, he should in the sense of going linear on Juve. Mm. I think if you're found of something that corrupt, uh, you should face the consequences because it, it definitely skews the playing field in a way that's not fair. Like, if you grew a club to great financial success, awesome. You know, good on you. If you're straight up cheating for the success, then I'm not. I'm not here for that. Um, yeah, at least that's just me. And then look, I I agree with everything David just said, but I'm gonna make another point. The reason why they should be super harsh on Juve, from my perspective, is if you're super harsh on Juve, right? Maybe. Send them down to Serie B, which is what I would have done. Mm-hmm. You kill any remaining 
sentiment of the Super League, and then you really, you just leave Barca and Real Madrid and be like, well, you don't even have Juve anymore. What the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah. And, we, Eddie, before, before we move on here to, you know, a few more other interesting topics that we have going on, uh, I want to touch on that. Um, the the Super League. Do you think that maybe that's why uh, Juve was one of the real pushers of the Super League, knowing that eventually they're going to get caught in this and they're going to need the money, and not, nothing goes about it. Yeah, no, but but then if, <laughs> if if I'm if I'm outside of my league or whatever, and this is a closed league, then it. It, it would be up to my fellow teams that are in the Super League to punish me, and they're really not going to do that. That's fair. But, Eddie, let's let's talk about uh, <laughs> something different here, something we know we've been just licking our lips to talk about because it's probably one of the only positive things in our lives that kept us going. Let's talk about Frank Lampard getting sacked from Everton, um, which took long enough, but it happened. It was in a very Everton way, waiting so long to do this. But, Eddie, with the firing of Frank Lampard, there was clearly no plan. Uh, there was a ton of talk about who would be the next manager, uh, whether that that manager can be anybody from... Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm totally blanking now. But he's, uh, besides them, because um, they started internally, he signed for um, the Green Rovers, Forest Green Rovers. Uh, let me just look this up because it's going to bother me. Duncan Ferguson. Can't believe I I fucking blanked on Duncan Ferguson. He was linked to it, and I was about to be like Big Dunk, but I was yeah. like, I was like no. Nah, it went from him to like you said Bielsa. Um, you know, I think a lot Gallardo was linked for a bit. Oh, Rooney, Rooney, I heard it's just like really like. You're right, David. They did this in the most Everton way possible. They fired him late in the transfer window, right? Right. Meaning, whatever couple days you have left, fucking, you you leave your future manager with no time to be like, okay, I need this guy, this guy, and this guy, or like at least one person. And like the most creative guy on on your squad, you're just like, hey, like you're going to Newcastle for sixty million, so like, uh, right, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's been crazy, hasn't it? Yeah, like if everyone knows that I was the first one to be like, <clears throat> Frank Lampard doesn't deserve this job, but I like to be fair, David. I think he did as best as he could. Like that's that's a shit squad. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, to to a certain extent, he did do pretty well. But Eddie, they end up bringing in, um, in case y'all don't know by now, uh, Sean Dyke, uh, 
Sean Dyche as coach Burnley. So his sole job in Burnley was keep us in the Premier League. Um, eventually they go down. But Eddie, I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, it, again, not a life-changing kind of move with Sean Dyche. Um, I think Everton went from guaranteed relegation to being in a relegation battle. Um, would you agree with this, Eddie? Oh, yes. David, have have you not seen what Everton posted on Twitter? No, I haven't. So, it, it, so it's it's a picture of Daesh on the on the training ground. And I don't know how much they've run, but it's like four or five guys just hunched over ready to throw up. So, whatever happens, like they're going to fight their ass off because like of you know that training sessions like mid-season aren't that hard. So it just kind of lets you know what kind of shape they were in, that whatever Dash had them doing, like, they're ready to throw up. So um, <laughs> they may go down, but they're not going to just, like, roll over and let it happen anymore, you know? Yeah, at least at least it'll be a battle, right? Uh, but Eddie, the... Do you think they'll end up staying in the Premier League, or do you think at this point Everton are just preparing for life in the Championship? You know what? Everton fans <laughs> kind of won me over when they like did the whole thing with uh, Yuri Mina, and they stopped Yuri Mina like in the street and were like, "Whatever happens, like don't leave us, like fight, fight for this club." Like that could have been a really scary situation. But they kept it respectful. <clears throat> they showed their passion and were just like, like, dude, like, be an Everton legend. Like, don't let us down. So, I, I mean, at first, I, I didn't want them to go down so so I could laugh at their pain. But honestly, um, I'm 50-50. Like, part of me wants them to go down. Part of me wants them to stay up, you know? Yeah, I can, I can feel that. Um, now that Lamps is out. Uh, I hope they don't go down. Uh, they're definitely a passionate bunch. And they're usually a guaranteed three points. So I definitely wouldn't mind them. Yeah. Hey, David, uh, so a uh, related question. <clears throat> Does Lampard get another job at some point in the future in the Prem? Because even though we both kind of said, oh, like, oh, he did his best, right? When he took took over, they were outside the relegation zone. Okay, you can make the argument they were already on their way there regardless. But, like, he leaves them in a tough spot. And it's like, okay, he did well at Derby, but he didn't bring them up. He, um... He failed at Chelsea, and that squad basically won the Champions League. And now, like, Everton is in the relegation zone. So, I mean, is there proof that Lamps is a good manager? Or is he just getting by because he's Lamps? Hmm. 
I think so. The Chelsea job because he was Lamps. <laughs> the um, <clears throat> Everton job also because he was Lamps. But I do think uh, I believe he was, he was at Derby right in the championship. Yeah, I it, don't think they necessarily gave that to him as a like oh you know only because you're lamps and the name I think they really took a, a a punt saying hey like um we think you might be able to do this job right at least keep us here keep us at mm-hmm. this level and to be honest he kind of struggled it was a he failed up to go to Chelsea and then you know, going to Everton was just an extra an extra caveat to that. I think Lamps needs to humble himself a little bit and go down levels rather than try to stay in the Premier League. And that and that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you know, bottom half championship team. Uh, see if the MLS, if a team there will take a punt on you. Yeah. Uh, you know, a smaller even like Italian teams somewhere go to um, you know the the Scottish league, Irish league, you know, earn your earn your keep, prove yourself. Yeah, like like look, if I remember correctly, when he was at Derby, he lost in a playoff semifinal. So I'm, I'm, I don't I don't think he got to the playoff final, but he got Derby to like the semi. You know, which is good. Right. Right. It's it's respectable. But it like <clears throat> losing a playoff semifinal shouldn't mean Chelsea Football Club. You know what I mean? Like I agree, drop a level, maybe even two, maybe League One. You know, League One players are, are like, oh my god, that's Frank Lampard. Like he knows how to get to to the Prem. He knows what it's like to win. Prem Prem players right now are just like, yeah, it's Frank Lampard. He was a player like me. What has he done as a manager? You, you know what I mean? I feel that. I feel that. Eddie, before we jump into the next topic, because just because there's a subtopic in here, let's talk about one of his teammates, um, a former teammate, sorry, for, for the national team in England, uh, Steven Gerrard. Another one that you know, was given huge opportunities, couldn't take advantage of it. Do you think another big team is going to take a punt on Stevie G? Or do you think he's another one that just needs to cut it off here, humble down, go to a lower team? Uh, Same for Gerard. Like, yeah, you did well at Rangers. You stopped Celtic's almost decade of dominance. Great job. But that's a a two-team league. No disrespect to Scotland, but... You know what I mean? Like, you have four games against your biggest rival. You you have to make sure those are the ones that you win. You're basically going to be everybody else. So, <laughs> um, maybe for Stevie G, like Ipswich, <clears throat> or like Swansea, you know, or come stateside. But, um, like, and like... That's not saying that the MLS is easy because uh, Thierry Henry came to Montreal and couldn't get it done. And everybody here knows 
that I'm a cherry on me fanboy. So, like, this is the, the MLS, isn't, MLS isn't easy to coach me either, but <clears throat> at least you can't get relegated in the MLS, you know? Fair. And that, at least it would be a confidence boost, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yep. shit, man, I, they, I just think they need to cut their teeth and stop giving, getting jobs just based on name. Exactly. Um, it'll be at least more more interesting for the team signing them. And I don't want to sound like a hater because I know there are some coaches that just right off the bat, they were great, right? Like Pep Guardiola. Uh, to, so far, Mikel Arteta. You know, but that's... Very, very few in the whole world. Yeah. You know, but Eddie, let's. I, I, I wanted to save a lot of time for this topic because let's do it. For one, it's a major fucking topic, and for two, a lot of fucking stories in this one. Let's talk about transfers, Eddie. Uh, the January transfer window, at least, um, right. Right uh, at the time of recording, the window is closed. We don't expect any more transfers. All we expect is either players trying to make an impact, players trying but never making an impact, and players uh, soaking for not getting a move. Eddie, how about we start in the most romantic city in the world, according to reports and travel guides around the world, Let's start in Paris, where uh, Ziyech is stranded, apparently. Uh, took a plane to Paris, trying to get a move to his move to PSG to reunite with Hakimi, uh, be a, a probable impact player, and actually get minutes versus at Chelsea. But Chelsea fumbled the bag and fumbled the ball, didn't get the transfer through leaving Ziyech stranded in Paris and the Parisian uh, board slamming Chelsea, implying they wouldn't do business with them in the future because of lack of professionalism. Eddie, I looked into this and was able to look at a timeline of, of how this went down. But what are your initial thoughts on this transfer? Um. Chelsea is Hulk Hogan in the sense of if you're a wrestling fan like uh, David and I are, it's rumored that whenever you went to Hulk Hogan with an idea where he wouldn't do well, he would look at you and go, doesn't work for me, brother. So for whatever reason, Chelsea pulled the Hulk Hogan and said, doesn't work for me, brother. I I'm, I don't fucking get it, David. Like <clears throat> Chelsea have so many attacking players. Like Hakimi is not even getting playing time to begin with. He gets like what 15, 20 minute appearances every third game. Like right, jack shit. Like let the guy play. Like yeah, he'd have to fight for his spot at PSG, but. <laughs> He'll get like 45, 50 minutes and then eventually become a starter. Like, um, I don't know why Chelsea are just doing what they're doing. I, I feel bad for Hakimi. Seems like a great guy who just wants to play ball 
And Chelsea are just like, no, it doesn't work for me, brother. Like, <laughs> PSG, I guess PSG is a part of the NWO. Um, well, I don't know. Eddie, um, <clears throat> how about I give you the timeline? And okay. then you give me an updated opinion. Because I fucking love this. Because uh, as a Manchester United fan... And if you're a Manchester United fan listening, you can probably somewhat relate to this in a more positive way. But, Eddie, let's start at 2140 hours. Okay. When Paris Saint-Germain sent Chelsea a draft of the loan agreement, um, something they can work with, and go ahead and get this move going, right? That would have given... Two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, roughly. Right. Twenty-one forty for you, for you non-fucking educated people. That's fucking nine forty p.m. And if the window closes at midnight, <clears throat> February first, that's two hours and twenty minutes to to do business. Right. So at twenty-two forty-six, approximately an hour and six minutes later, PSG placed their first call to Chelsea to ask them about signing off on the loan agreement. Eddie, they don't answer. Two minutes later, they call again. No answer. A minute later, no answer. Don't worry, Eddie. They called again a minute later. Jesus. Uh, no answer. So... Five minutes later, 2255, Chelsea send PSG the the document. They send it back. Um, as much as a promising ending this sounds, they send it back, but it's not signed. So uh, exactly a minute later, PSG send Chelsea the loan agreement signed by PSG and Ziyech saying, we're ready to get this going. Um, so two minutes later, Eddie, 22.58, still an hour, two minutes left. Chelsea replied that they have already sent the signed version. Uh, and, you know, the version attached, they redid it. They're going to resend it, Eddie. They're going to help them out. So they resent it, and that version wasn't signed. So, at 23.03, about five minutes after that, uh, PSG finally received the uh, Chelsea signed version. By 23.04, the contract um, was downloaded into the system within the leagues. Um, But... Eddie, can I tell you something? Tell me, David. I'm ready. The deadline is 2300 at 11. God fucking damn it. So Chelsea didn't send it over until five minutes after the deadline. Wasn't uploaded to the system for approval a minute after the deadline. So uh, it didn't happen. PSG did attempt to appeal the decision, but it didn't work out. And uh, here we are. Ziyech is still technically a Chelsea player. Um, you know, Paris was upset. They were really expecting him. 
to uh, be there for the team and go ahead and contribute. With this timeline in mind, Eddie, how does this make you feel? Well, like, did, did Boldy spend so much money on players that he forgot to pay the phone bill and that's why they couldn't answer? Of course not. They didn't want to answer. Well, like, I, it takes a lot for me to say this because everyone knows how I feel about PSG. Um, but I agree with PSG. Like, I would no longer <clears throat> do business with Chelsea because if you don't want a player or if you don't want to loan a player, let me know. We can either negotiate or I can move on. But don't 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 just be like, I forgot to put my phone on the charger. Sorry, I didn't text you. Fucking bullshit, bro. Like, like fucking. And it's deadline day. You know, someone has to be at the office. A secretary, a fucking Dude. gender, fucking a, a doorman. Eddie, Eddie, let's. Eddie, how much did Chelsea just fucking throw at random players? Which you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in detail to fucking sign for them just to rot on the bench. How, like, come on, man. They You're going to tell me they don't have a lawyer on retention? Like, like, come on. Like, it's <clears throat> obvious bullshit. Oh. And, and, and you know what? Bully seems like the guy that wants to screen all the emails. So he probably has, like, his work email linked to his phone. So you're going to tell me Bully didn't fucking know? Right, like he he had to know. I mean, he's paying these people. But Eddie, let's uh, move on here to another weird transfer. Um, not probably not as out there as most of the other ones. But uh, let's talk about Jack Harrison. Um, Leeds, I guess they were looking at possibly moving him on, possibly not. Like got cold feet in the end. Um, but he made it, made it to Leicester, had a medical, had it going and Leeds decided, nah, we don't want them to move on. And another ZH situation where the player was accepting of it. The team that wanted the player was clearly ready to take them with open arms just for the parent club to I mean, Leeds was a little bit more straight up, but it kind of feels like Chelsea weren't ready to, you know, depart with the edge. But again, if you were Jack Harrison or even Leicester, you know, to a certain extent, Eddie, how would you be feeling right now? Um, this one, um, I, I'm a bit more forgiving of because, um, as you said, Leeds could do as they like, and they did, but. And this is something I really wanted to bring up in a little bit when we talk about Enzo, because we we will be talking about Enzo. Um, once a player's head is turned, once he knows or she knows that there's interest elsewhere, and you don't really have plans for them, fucking let them go. You, you know what I mean? Like, get your price, whatever your price may be. But do you really think Harrison's going to head back to Leeds and be like, I'm fully committed to Leeds? Oh, man. It'll be rough, but at least to a little 
something that Leeds at the very least can hold on to is I guess Jack Harrison wasn't exactly moving, looking for a move away, but the move he was just in general, just kind of accepting of kind of like, well, if Leeds Mm -hmm. don't want me, but you know, Lester do, I might be able to do a job here. Um, (laughs) But Eddie, let's move on to a different uh, situation here. Let's talk about, Zaniolo real quick. Let's jump back to Serie A. Okay. Uh, Zaniolo, who signed with Roma at the moment. He's he's there. Had a huge falling out with Jose Mourinho, you, the whole management team, and even like the board is backing Mourinho, saying like, you do not have to play this player. We'll, like, we're willing wow. to pay him and he can train with the youth team, but like we've, we're backing you. Uh, had a offer from Bournemouth. I, uh, I guess I think it was AC Milan who were also linked to him, but weren't willing to pay as much um, as Bournemouth. You know, were in for him, but uh, he ended up saying no to Bournemouth, which might have been hard money wise. But I kind of get that on the footballing sense. Like he he wanted to play for another top team. Um. But Milan, it was Milan who weren't uh, willing to pay as much as Bournemouth. So the deal just didn't go through. Um, Eddie, with that in mind, let me bring up two two very different um, headlines. One is more of a rumor that... Um, the player Nicolo Zaniolo, he's you know thinking about suing Roma because they wouldn't allow him to move to uh, Milan. But the confirmed story is Zaniolo did put a statement out saying, you know, hey, like I get we didn't get what we wanted in regard to like a move for both sides because Zaniolo wanted to move on, Roma wanted him to move on. He's like, but I'm opening my arms out to the team and the the, uh, supporters and saying I'm here at Roma's disposal. If they need me, they can call on me. Eddie, what what do you think is going to come out of out of this? Um, I I I get why Roma are are backing the manager per se because the manager is um Mourinho and whatever you think of the Conference League. It's it's still a trophy, and I I applaud Sanyolo for being as professional about it as you could be at the time. But literally, David, as you were giving giving us the the backstory, I googled Serie A standings. Roma's one point behind Milan, and like if Inter lose and Roma win one. Fucking Roma's in second, so it's like you don't really have to go far to compete. You just have to trust the process at Roma. And look, I get it. Maybe you're not getting the playing time you want, but especially from the um from the Spurs behind the scene documentary, um the all in or or whatever it's called on Prime. Mourinho does really work with players. Like, remember he sat down Deli Ali and said, 
you need to do this to be a top player. I don't see you doing it. So right. So even if Mourinho, let's say Mourinho has beef with them, right? <clears throat> I still couldn't see Mourinho like willing to take a one on one with them and be like, "This is what I need from you. This is what you can do better, and you'll get minutes." So apply. Um, I applaud the player for being professional. Because we know a lot of players aren't these days. Um, mm-hmm. You're and, right. And I applaud the board for backing the manager because, <clears throat> let's be honest, he's the one manager Roma's had in like 10, 15 years that actually knows what the fuck he's doing. So, uh, good job to Roma. Um, hopefully things work out for both player and club. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Eddie, let me... Just drop this other little detail before we move to other deals. Um, last week is when Zaniolo rejected Bournemouth, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they were like, all right, for game, moved on. They ended up signing a couple other players after that snub. Uh, Roma were upset with Zaniolo for rejecting the deal because that met requirements, right? Zaniolo wanted to play more. He would absolutely play at Roma. Um, Roma wanted a what they felt was a fair fee, which Bournemouth um, were reported the offering, um, which would have been around twenty six point four million pounds, you know, somewhere fair. around there. Um, but Zaniolo not just rejected the deal, uh, but he just refused to meet with representatives from Bournemouth. Like he could have at least been respectful in joining. Yeah. Now, Eddie, here's the the reason I'm bringing this up. Okay. Uh, not exactly that I'm trying to to paint that like kind of picture of uh, Daniolo is just a jerk. You know, I'm I'm just trying to give you the the, the facts here, as okay. you know, the former Liverpool manager Benitez would say the facts. Um, <laughs> Zaniolo on deadline day decides I'm going to call Bournemouth and say I am interested. It's too fucking late now. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? So at least uh, Zaniolo kind of got egg on his face by them responding saying, sorry, but we spent too much money elsewhere. We're good. And and we were in Rome. (laughs) They showed up. He just refused to. He refused to show up. Um, Eddie, I think we know the answer to this, but I'm just gonna pose the question just so that we can get it on wax. Who's gonna have more regrets over this, Bournemouth or Zaniolo? Zaniolo, because, like, okay, see, now that I know that, he sounds like a freaking ten year old. Mommy, I want candy. Oh, never mind. I don't want candy. Mommy, I want candy. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, right? Just some bullshit. Like, look, you play a game for a living, yes, but the business side of football is not a game, especially at the top level. Right. And, um, Eddie, let's 
let's uh, talk about another talented player, another one that uh, I'm pretty sure we both admire. Um, let's talk about Moises Caicedo, uh, the Ecuadorian at Brighton. Dude, so that one uh, is definitely an interesting story. Um, Brighton have held on to the stance that Caicedo is not for sale at all during this window. It's it's just not going to happen at any price. Um, obviously, teams were testing that resolve. Uh, Chelsea and Arsenal in particular were linked. Arsenal making official bids. Uh, bids as high as £70 million on deadline day. But Eddie... Moises Caicedo ends up putting a statement out on Instagram, basically thanking the club, saying he's ready to move on and join a bigger team. Although there was no deal with any club. And this led to Brighton telling Moises, you're banned from training, you're banned from the stadium, you are not to return until after deadline day so that you can resume your regular work. What are your thoughts on this guy? I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Brighton's playing excellent football, David. Like it, it seems like every, every time we, you and I get a chance to do this, what we're doing right now, which is recording a podcast, Brighton always comes up and we're always like, God damn, they play good football. Look, I get it. Arsenal are top of the league. And, of course, you should want to play for Arsenal, right? Right. But, at the same time, if your club is like, you're not going to go this window, realize where you are. I can't remember if it was the last podcast or the one before that where I posed the question to you, David, where I said... Brighton to get top four, and you said, you said something to the effect of maybe, just maybe. So we're both not crazy because they're in the middle of a fight. So, like, if you want to play Champions League football, help the team that you're currently on get there. You know, and this is a sharp contrast to. And and I'm I'm ready to put this on wax. A player that I'm a major major fan of, and have you know a dimmer of hope that he will join uh you know my team Manchester United. Uh, Alexis McAllister, you know a World Cup winner. Like he played a vital part in becoming a World Cup winner with Argentina. He's not making us think about let me move right now to this like other club. If anything, he's continuing his great form with Brighton. If you're Brighton in general, Eddie, whether you I'll let you pick fan, manager, owner, and seeing how you know Alexis has come back and inspired a whole town and squad, would you be more looking at who I'm going to sign to replace Moises right away? Or would you be paranoid enough to say, I need to replace Moises and uh, Alexis by the summer? The stand I would take if, if I was in charge of 
Brighton's squad, let's just say. Like I'm 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 the one making the moves, right? Right. My stance A would be like we have a real shot at top four. Let's try to strengthen to get top four. And then B, as long as I have this McAllister guy, I'm gonna try to put players around him that make him better and he can make them better and they get along. So, um, until I lose him to United, to Chelsea, to whoever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to build around him and try to keep him happy. And if he's happy, he'll put people in a position to score goals, to get assists, to do whatever. That's the mentality I would have as Brighton's sporting director or manager or owner. And if I were a fan... That's exactly what I would want my club to do. So, and look, it's not like, okay, especially now that they know that Gatsedo wants to leave, they just told him, look, not right now. We can revisit this in in July when the next window opens, and if if we can get the right move for you, you can go, but just not right now. Fair enough. And Eddie... The the next ones here, um, well, I'm I'm gonna add an, an extra transfer in here that wasn't on my list, um, okay. and, I, and I'm only adding it because that might in in potentially affect Moises Caicedo's uh, next move. Jorginho moving to Arsenal um, at 31 years old. <clears throat> Arsenal. Kind of taking a risk, but he's more expected to come in and help rotate between Partey and, and Chaka. Um, he's a great player, like a metronome type player that can control mm-hmm. the midfield, something that Arsenal do need. Um, he was in the running for a Ballon d'Or pretty recently, uh, just based on his performances. 2021? Yeah, super easy. Yeah, like a couple years ago, not really that far yeah. away. Um, Eddie, does that limit Moises a little bit? Or if you're Arsenal, are you saying, oh, now we have the potential to team up Jorginho with uh, Moises Caicedo? David, you know exactly how I feel about Jorginho. Um I I texted you something to the effect of there goes the chemistry. Now to to your point to our private conversation yesterday, if he's on a winning side, he's great. And like you said, he's a metronome. He's that player that when he has the ball, everyone plays at his pace. He dictates. He passes. He makes everything move. The problem is, is after he tends to win something, if he gets even the slightest bit unhappy, I'm I'm not saying he's the one to cause the problems directly, but I don't see him as a leader being like, hey, you know what, guys, like, we don't need to do this. He's usually the guy of like, yeah, fuck that guy. Let's get him out of here. So I think, <laughs> I think that... Even if he were to help Arsenal secure the title this year, I'm worried about next season already. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I can definitely understand that. Uh, makes sense to think about. But Eddie, let's talk about two different right backs. You know, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on certain things because Cho- Chelsea is going to be a great topic. But uh, let's talk about Joao Cancelo moving on loan to Bayern and Dordi uh, moving on the free to Atletico, Matt Dordi. Eddie, who do you think is going to have a bigger impact uh, based on this specific player? Which player uh, do you think will have a, a better impact? Will it be Joao Cancelo? Cancelo or will it be Matt Doherty? Cancelo, hands down, just because he's a defender who can score goals and not just like tap-ins, like he scores bangers. <laughs> like, like obviously, um, obviously Bayern play a, a different style than, than Manchester City, but David, I, I need an ESPN 30 for 30. I need a dark side of the pitch. Uh, what what happened, dude? If, if you if you remember last season, right? I'm I'm asking you to go back one season. Do you remember it was early on in the season, right? It was Arsenal away at the Etihad, and it was a pretty decent game. And then out of nowhere, Cancelo just scores the banger, and it's like, this is Pep's guy. Like, you can totally tell. Yeah. Like, Manchester City plays so different when he's on the pitch. And, like, a year later, a, a year and change, he's at Bayern now. What the hell happened? Well, I guess um, Cancelo has a track record of when he's not playing, he will talk shit. And we know Pep. Pep is not going to put up with it, uh, and so he decided I'm just not going to deal with this. And he ended up failing up, going to Bayern. You know, a team that's you know definitely going to challenge for the Bundesliga, definitely going to challenge for the Champions League, um, Eddie. But which team do you think will be more appreciative of the player? Do you think Bayern will be just as happy as Joao as Joao is happy with his move to Bayern? Or do you think Atletico will get more satisfaction from Doherty uh, than Doherty will probably impact the team? I mean, we should probably mention Doherty is 31 years old at this point. So um, definitely a certain level of pressure on the shoulders. Look, um... The pressure at Atletico is different now. It's just like let's secure the Champions League because we're not we're not having a great year. So I feel if Dalherty shows up with an open mind and realizes who his manager is, he'll be solid to potentially great at Atleti. But if if Gonzalo can keep his head on straight. Um, he, and I know the round of 16 is about to happen, but he could be the missing piece for Bayern to get back to at least the final, if everything goes well. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's fair to say, Eddie. Um, I think what's more fair to say is let's move on to what we've both been anticipating for, what we both have been wanting to talk about. Let's talk about Chelsea and their fuck financial fair play ways, the um, FFFP. Um, Eddie, I'm going to give you the list of the eight Eight players that they signed in the January transfer window. That's fucking insane, dude. Just very specifically between January 1st to January 31st, Eddie. Are you ready for this list? Give it to me. David Datro Fofana, the defender. Benoit Bariashian, who I don't really know, but I believe he's a defender. Uh, Andre Santos. Uh, I don't know who that is. If you know who he is, feel free to chime in. D- didn't didn't uh, he play for Arsenal like three to four years ago with that Andre Santos? No fucking way. I'm Googling this because there's <laughs> no fucking way. Do, 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 do you remember who I'm talking about though? Yes, I know who you're talking about, but there's no fucking way. No, there's no way. There's no way. Because okay, he's, okay. uh, he's only 18. Uh, there's okay. no fucking way. I was like, I was okay, gonna say, that Santos, I was gonna blow my fucking mind. <laughs> I would have stopped the podcast right now. Um, the next one is our sweet prince Joao Felix, granted oh, on really? a non guarantee loan. Yeah, we all knew this, but the wages are high as fuck. Um, Mudrik, uh, keeping the racist tradition alive. Uh, Madweke, uh, never really heard of him. Uh, the guy with the coolest fucking name, Eddie. And I'm not going to let you tell me otherwise. I will fight you the next time I see you if you tell me this is not a coolest fuck name. Um, Malo Gusto. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. Uh, Malo Gusto, right? That's seven. Yeah. And then the obvious Enzo Fernandez. I just I okay. So um, I know it's not eleven players, but doesn't that feel like a full squad? That, uh, that's more than they have thirty three players in their squad. How sway? How? <laughs> okay, and and look, okay, and okay, and Enzo. Now has to fight for playing time against Mudrick, Pulisic, Mount, fucking Joao. Like, not everybody's going to get to play is, is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, there's only fucking six attacking spots <laughs> if you play a 4-3-3. So, a, a lot of people are going to be paid handsomely to sit on the bench. Like, the, right. And... Correct me if I'm wrong, David. Um, but a lot of these players, like they won't be able to get signed up for the Champions League, so it's not like they could be like, "Oh, we're gonna rotate the squad," you know? Like this will be our prem side, this will be our Champions League side, or whatever, you know? That that's what you would think, but Eddie, Graham Potter has. Most of his success at Brighton, where he knew, like, I have a limited 
limited player pool, you know, limited, limited egos. Yes, like you said, you have enough for three starting 11s and respectable starting 11s, let's be honest, if they're coached right. Do you think he can manage the Eagles? Bro, um, and thank you for asking this question because uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not, but I really think that Bully just spent money and maybe someone was like, you should ask Graham what he needs. And he was like, fuck what Graham needs. This is what I want to do. This is my team. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm pretty sure Potter wasn't even consulted. You know? I highly doubt Potter knows what's going on right now. I Be- think right now Potter's being barely being told, hey, like, by the way, this is your new squad. Like, what? <laughs> no, cause cause think about it. Okay. What what Chelsea's first order of business should have been, and this is a player I absolutely love, but you should be trying to find the replacement for N'Golo Conte just because he as great as he is, he's always kinda hurt now. And then, okay, you you want to get rid of Jorginho, fine. But you're going to have to replace a genius, pretty much. And then, like, I know that Pulisic is her jail suspended, but, you know what I mean? So maybe one attacker, but, like, let's focus on the midfield, maybe a couple center backs right back. You know what I mean? Right. It's something important. <laughs> But look, look, this this is exactly how it's gonna go down. Chelsea are what ninth right now? Ninth, eighth? Mm, I don't even think that's high up enough. Let me verify though, because then I'll look like an asshole later. He's tenth. Yeah, see, I told you it's not high up enough or low enough. Sorry, uh, tenth. They're in tenth place. Okay, so so let's say Chelsea finish A's, right outside of Europe. Bully is gonna call Potter in and be like, "I gave you all the attackers in the world, pretty much, and you couldn't get me to where this club needs to be. You're fired." And it's like, bro, if if you want to fire the man, just fire the man. Don't fucking don't fucking ruin his reputation. <laughs> He said, fuck your shit. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, bro. But, dude, like, uh, I don't even know, like, how I would fathom, like, beginning to imagine what it would be like to be Grand Potter right now. Like, the pressure is tremendous. Um, you know, jo- Joel, Joel Felix by himself. That is a, a, a steal. whole another ball game, right? Like, well, it's somewhat of a steal, but uh, at the same time, I don't know if it's something they can handle. You know, like, is he going to play to his full potential knowing he's going back to Madrid next season? Is he worth the investment? Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, how would you feel knowing this guy's not even gonna play for you next season? Well, it it's not just that, but um, imagine this: your Zhao, you had a pretty good debut until you got sent off, right? Because unfortunately, you were late. It's a straight red, so. You're feeling shitty, like, oh my god, I made my debut, team played well, but I let them down. So, they go out and sign a bunch of guys where you're like, am I even going to fucking play? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it's a, I think signing so many players, I mean, and again, not even including the summer, just strictly January. Just You've now. alienated about half your squad. Some of them don't even know if they're going to be there. Some of them are trying to move and didn't get the move. And, uh, and, it's crazy. And, and and think about it like this, David. Ugh. I I think all we have to do is take it back three years. Chelsea faced a ban for financial fair play, which if they faced the ban, then they should face it now. And then, what was it, 14, 15 months ago? Their owner had his funds frozen because of his country's war against the Ukraine. So you couldn't even pay fucking staff, players, the fucking doorman. And now you're spending untold millions and millions so of really dollars on, on a squad. How is this even possible? Bro, I was not expecting Abramovich to come up, but to really drive this point to the heart of Chelsea fans, um, Manchester City owners and PSG owners, they get a lot of fucking shit, and Newcastle owners are pretty much going to get shit pretty fucking soon. Forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah let, let's be real. Um, sports washing worked for Abramovich. He's not getting as much criticism as those owners or even former owners. And he's been directly involved in supporting Putin and his shit going on. The war in Ukraine, he's all for it. And because he said, I'm selling this team and forgiving the loan that I gave him for, you know, signings and all that, which really you're paying him to buy. So technically, like, He's getting something out of his investment. Exactly. Right? Like, he is seen as a hero by Chelsea fans. And all because he got the new owners to say, yeah, we'll commit money to the team. But look at where it's gotten them. Like, all these players signed in two windows, no chemistry, they're mid-table. I would want to know from a Chelsea fan, has that been worth it? Yeah, and to... to, to Expand on that point, David. Sadly, it looks like they're mid-table at best. Like, this could get really bad if they don't build some sort of chemistry. Hold on. Who do they play at the weekend? I need to know now. Hold on one sec. LC Football Club. Who do we play? Um, Liverpool's their last game. Oh, they play Friday. They play Fulham at the, 
at the bridge, and then they play West Ham. So it should be a... <laughs> you might expect them to get six points out of there, out of those two. But David, if next week when we do this, hopefully, if we look back and be like, Chelsea got two points, <laughs> like, would you be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, especially with all the new signings. Um, Eddie, I think I'm going to take a spot kick. Fuck. All right. Because, so before I, I take my shot, here's some, some information that's being reported, Eddie, that if Chelsea do not make the Champions League, they're pretty much guaranteed to be in violation of financial fair play. Oh, but, sweet Jesus. Here comes my spot kick is right. I'm going to say Chelsea will not make even top five. Ooh. And all they're going to do is at best, they're going to draw 3-3, three, 2-2, three, two, two, maybe even 4-4 four, four matches. And when they lose, they'll be like 3-2, 4-2 losses. Because they back themselves up to score goals, but they have no structure to prevent the goals. You, you know what, David? Do, do you remember the 2006 World Cup final? Yeah. We went down to, to do you remember the head of it. Do you remember Zidane's penalty? Uh, he didn't make it that far. No, he didn't make it two penalties, but remember he scored France's goal with the penalty? Where, oh, right. Where... During regular, you meant regular time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's okay, exactly yeah. what happened with you. That's exactly what happened with your spot kick. It hit the crossbar and went bar down and went in. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm going to take my shirt off. Um, I, I I just I don't understand. Like, David, is it like an American thing to just be like, okay, I heard that when when I buy a soccer team, I need to spend money. So here's a fuck to the money. Just get me some players. But sir, we really need this. I don't care. I've never heard of them. Um, I think well, two two pieces to this, Eddie. That I think um kind of throws the fans under the bus, not even Chelsea and, and you know, Boldy. I think what throws the fans under the bus is, again, there's a, a whole reports, you know, allegedly, allegedly, I'm going to stress, confirmed that when the, the transfer, or not the transfer, sorry, when the um, takeover went through, that part of the agreement was that the new owners had to invest um, a billion pounds into the club, right? Through transfers, through, you know, infrastructures, and, you know, however other way they can support the club, right? So I don't necessarily think that 
it's like this malicious rebuild thing where they're just like, let's just throw money everywhere. But I, there, I believe two things. I believe that they're, uh, they're just trying to meet the criteria by trusting the wrong people. Because we, we got to remember, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily Todd Bowley identifying this these players, right? He's just opting to overpay for them. So, you know, um, that, that's way fucking different. And two, I think what they're doing is they're corrupting the transfer system the same way PSG did when Qatar took over PSG. And we got to remember, PSG even were caught saying that they purposely paid Neymar's release clause, even though they believed they could have negotiated a better deal to skew the market and make it so that only a certain level of club can afford the bigger players. That's that's fair, David. Uh, look, um, just real quick to bring it to the immediate past of Chelsea. I'm not even asking you to go like super far back, David. Wasn't it just like two seasons ago that Chelsea had the most players on loan or whatever in Europe? Like, what happened to all of those players? <laughs> you, dude, that's true too. Like they they. I really believe that they have the the highest uh, turnover and, and squad in general. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to deal with this in the summer. I mean, they obviously need to clear out, but they're not that great at moving on players. Uh, Jorginho just moved on because Brighton really stuck to their guns about Moises Caicedo. Exactly, bro. Um, could you imagine if Jorginho was still there, dude? That's why he probably agreed to just move. He's like anywhere, anywhere but here. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Arsenal." He's like, "Aren't they top? Fuck it." <laughs> right, like, but definitely, like he looked at that as exactly what he said. Oh, you're top. Like, here we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I Eddie. Just, I- I don't understand it, bro. Like, I'm honestly, like, and Chelsea fans probably think I hate their club. Like, I honestly don't. But, like, I hope you guys finish fucking 12. That's all we can hope for. And, you know, the only right thing to come out of this. But, Eddie, with all of this said, with a mouthful, people even got a spot kick out of this. Do you have any last words for this episode? Yes. Stick with us, guys. I know we're not recording as regularly as even we would like to, um, but we thank you for listening. We do this because we love it, and we love that you do. Um, <clears throat> follow us on all social media. Call me a dumb prick. Tell me I'm stupid. Interact with me on Twitter. I, I don't care. Just do it. Hit the link tree. It's in our bio, and... David, thank you so much for always doing this with me, and I love you, bro. Yes, sir. And, you know, like we said in the beginning, make sure you share our pod, help us grow. Um, 
it's not that we're neglecting the pod, but you know, sometimes that happens. As we've mentioned in the past, we don't make any money off this. This is something we're doing, you know, when we can as we go. Um, I am dependent on my job, so I can't exactly neglect it to make this more consistent. But if you help us grow it more, then I can. So with that being said, um, don't be a Todd Bowley and manipulate the transfer market, please. And have yourselves a good night. Absolutely.